This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Several years ago, a student research project here at the University of Pennsylvania looked to see the impact of having community health care workers in neighborhoods. The program uh, now hires, trains, and manages teams of people in low-income neighborhoods to function as health system navigators for people with high-risk medical issues right in their own backyard. Now, after being adopted by the University of Pennsylvania Health System, the program is going to try and go national and impact the lives of people in low-income communities around the United States. Jill Felstein is the COO of Impact Community Health Workers. She joins me in studio along with Evelyn Kruger, who is a project manager for the program as well. Nice meeting you. Thank you both for coming in. Thanks for having us. So give us the idea about how this all started. I mean, because I think it's a unique process that, that started here at the University of Pennsylvania. Exactly. Um, you're right. It's a good origin story. There was a primary care doctor and physician, Dr. Shreya Kangovi, who was doing her fellowship here at the University of Pennsylvania and was really drawn to the idea of community health workers, this yep. concept of people who share life experience um, with patients. Um, she had been exposed to it growing up in India, and she was interested in seeing about the applicability of the model here in the United States. What was interesting about her approach was she actually started by doing two things that I think people don't do very often. First, she hired someone who was from the community, someone who right. grew up right here in West Philadelphia, um, to sit in patients' living rooms and kitchens and by their hospital bedsides and to talk to them about their experience with healthcare. She really wanted, in essence, to understand what the end user needed from a community health worker and use that information to design the program. The other thing that she did was she studied why community health worker programs hadn't been successful in the past. Right. It's a concept that's been used internationally and nationally for two centuries. Yeah. But unfortunately, most programs had not been successful. And what she found that was really interesting was there was nothing inherently wrong with the concept. The concept has a lot of intuitive appeal. But the reason why programs hadn't been successful had to do with very solvable implementation barriers, things like hiring the wrong people or not figuring out how to balance the right mix of clinic time and being in the community with right. patients. And so using those patient interviews and using what she learned from um, historical limitations research, Dr. Kangovi designed this impact model, the community health worker model of care that we've been using here um, at Penn Medicine for um, almost a decade. So how important is the, the, the piece uh, of of these people being in the community and or from the community where this where this work is going on and i would imagine not only having shared experience but in some cases having relationships with some of these people that they may see on the street or see at the church or you know at the grocery store it probably ends up being a a familiarity which which benefits it overall correct yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things um, that our community-based interviewer heard from a lot of the folks um, that she spoke to as the uh, program was getting started is that they felt like their medical providers were well-intentioned but didn't understand the reality of their lives um, and the struggles and barriers that they faced in trying to take care of their health. Um, so our community health workers understand that. They have, you know, lived experiences that are similar to the patients they work with. Um, and they're able to establish trust in a way that um, often patients view 
outsiders is not being um, able to establish. Um, and our community health workers, I think, are able to provide care in a way that's perceived as empathetic. Um, and all of those things are essential to really being able to learn what a patient, um, what their goals are, who they are, and how we can best work with them. So this has been going on now for a couple of years, uh, seven, I think it is, at this point. In terms of what has been done here in Philadelphia, how many patients have, have been seen? What's been the effect uh, on their lives, and also there is the economic component of what the potential impact is on the cost of health care, at least in some of these communities. Yeah, exactly. So we've worked with 7,000 patients to date in the Philadelphia area. As we talked about, the program was originally kind of incubated and adopted by the University of Pennsylvania Health System, but it's expanded to the local VA Medical Center. It's been oh, adopted okay. by Keystone First, which is the largest managed care organization in southeastern Pennsylvania. Part of the reason those organizations wanted to adopt the model was exactly what you mentioned, that we're able to demonstrate hard outcomes. Um, so we're able to build trusting relationships or community health workers are able to build trusting relationships, as Evelyn talked about, with their patients. But we also measure through randomized control trials the same way that you would test a drug mm -hmm. um, to determine the outcomes. And so we've measured in three randomized control trials everything from um, reductions in chronic health conditions to reductions in hospital admissions to improvements in post-hospital primary care access, um, improvements in levels of patient engagement. And when you turn those outcomes into um, dollars, the program has um, saved $2 for every dollar that's been invested in the program. Wow, that's fantastic to get. So now you, you want to take this and expand it. And there's a map uh, that was put out uh, in, in the uh, in the notice about doing this. And you've received hits, informational hits from literally all across the country. It's not just, you know, a couple here on the West Coast, a couple in the Midwest and a bunch here in the Philadelphia area. This is every state in the country is showing interest in this right now. Exactly. Yeah. So we began, I think we had a big commitment, not only to serving patients in Philadelphia, but also helping other organizations across the country and helping other low income patients across the country that are dealing with the same challenges. There is something unique, I think, about being low income in terms of what it means in terms of the inability to focus on your health because you're so consumed by other issues, whether that's putting food on the table or dealing yeah. with trauma from losing your child to gun violence. Um, and those problems need to be solved in a different way that healthcare increasingly is held accountable for. And so when we designed the model, one of the first things that we did was make some resources available to organizations on our website, chw.upenn.edu, information that organizations could access and download to help them think about how to start or improve a community health worker program. Mm -hmm. And that information has been downloaded by over a thousand organizations in every state across the country. It really shows there's a real hunger for or practical tools to help implement these kinds of programs in an effective way. I, I guess in part, Emily, the, the, the interesting thing that I find is that, as, as Jill mentioned, this is not a, a new idea. This is something that's been around, but sometimes you just need to either have a fresh look or a tweak here, a tweak there to be able to kind of process it differently for well, what was done in 1970, where community health workers are concerned, probably is going to be a lot different than what would be done here now with what you're, you're trying to do it in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think some of the limitations that um, our model is able to address, like Jill mentioned, is getting the right people in the roles. Um, you know, I think we're seeing more and more in healthcare the use of kind of like lay lay people um, or paraprofessionals, home health aides, um, who are performing, you know, a lot of uh, healthcare in the home, but 
they're not always the people who, um, A, are really integrated in the communities. Um, they're not always folks who kind of have that natural drive to help. So getting the right people in the jobs. Um, and then, you know, learning about um, how to also, as Jill mentioned, how to balance clinic and community time, um, how to make sure the program has the right structure. So community health workers have clearly defined roles um, and managers like myself can oversee their work and supervise them and make sure their programs are really moving towards um, outcomes, not just for individuals, but kind of in the big picture. So as this expansion really t- starts to take hold, it is really as Jill said, it's working with other organizations and kind of giving them a path from what you have seen here in Philadelphia for them to follow. Now, there may be small tweaks here and there because of the community and the people and such, but the the idea, the base idea will probably be something that could, could work very easily in communities all across the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's many elements of our program can be replicated. Um, we've shown that it's scalable and it um, helps other agencies that are trying to start a community health worker program or improve their program from reinventing the wheel. Um, being able to do rigorous evaluations isn't always something that's possible. And so we're able to say, you know, we've done that. We know what works and we can help you figure out how to adapt that for your program. Jill? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've been really um mindful of trying to create different kinds of tools for organizations of all different sizes and locales, everything from federally qualified health centers to academic Mm -hmm. medical centers um, to primary care practices, lots of On both the payer and provider side, organizations are increasingly turning to community health workers. And so we've designed a series of trainings for community health workers, for their managers, and for program directors. We um, have really accessible tools like very clear work practice manuals so people can answer very basic questions like what should I do um, when I get to work first thing on Monday? And also more um, sophisticated things like be able to calculate a return on investment. Mm -hmm. And we've developed um, a documentation and reporting software that pushes and pulls data from the medical records so organizations can do the kind of performance evaluation that Evelyn talked about to be able to demonstrate a return on investment. So seemingly also as this plays out, the, the having the the support and the partnership of the UPenn Health System obviously I think has to help when you're talking about building it out in other communities because do you think that as, as these areas develop and bring this forward that these organizations will need to have the support of a health system in a particular town where this organization may be to give them that support? That's a good question. Um, I think it's always important. It's important to be integrated into some kind of health setting for really two reasons. One, I think the, at the patient level, that clinical integration, the community health worker coordinating care with a medical team is really important. Right. There was a lot historically of you know community health worker programs, for example, that might be doing like exceptionally good work out of a church basement. But if they don't know what's <laughs> happening with, a, if they don't know what happens, if they don't know what's happening with the patient on the medical side, if they don't have access to the medical record, if they can't easily connect to the doctor to share information, you can have you can see the limitations in that kind of model. So it's important to have that integration on the provider side. And then equally, as the healthcare landscape continues to change, um, it's important to think about who benefits from a reduction um, or an improvement in some of the outcomes that we're seeing. So these programs can exist, you know, baked into community organizations or provider organizations or payer organizations. Um, and we've seen them be successful in all of those settings. How much, Evelyn, does, does technology play or have to play a role in this process, just like it is now in the in the medical field in general at this point. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, our program uses technology um, to support the work of our community health workers all the way up to um, our director and um, Jill and, you know, folks who are looking at the big picture outcomes. Um, But part of what, you know, we've developed to help other organizations and something we use internally um, is custom built, basically like case management software um, that allows um, community health workers to document their work. Um, It can integrate with electronic health records, so it helps also to coordinate with the care team. Um, It allows managers like myself to pull reports so I can see at a glance how my team's performing. Um, And it helps our agency to, you know, track those big picture outcomes. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, a a core element of, you know, our work. How how important now is when you're talking about healthcare these days, obviously a lot of people also say, well, you know, what's the insurance industry think about it? Well, what does the insurance industry, in terms of having this play out over the last seven years here in Philadelphia, what have they thought about this idea? That's a good question. I mean, I think it's actually one of the areas where we've seen the largest level of interest and growth um, in thinking about effectively using community health workers, both in our region, in the state of Pennsylvania, and really nationally. There are some states where every, um, you know, for example, managed care organization in the Medicaid space is using community health workers. They're not necessarily seeing the results that they want to see, which is part of the reason why we're getting, you know, inquiries really every day from organizations that are looking to sort of figure out how to solve some of the challenges that they're seeing, how to take that concept and really structure it and standardize it to get the kind of results they want to see. Now, part of the build-out originally I guess, came uh, in, in partnership with the Center for Healthcare Innovation a- here at the University of Pennsylvania, correct? Exactly. How did that play out? That was a really great relationship for the um, program in its nascency. So the way the program started here at Penn, I mentioned Dr. Kangovi, who's our founder, yeah. and she had started with just some pilot funding um, to do a randomized control trial to really test the efficacy of what, in essence, was like a two-week dose of impact. So connecting patients in the hospital with a with a community health worker who could work with them through discharge and kind of support their return back home and back into the community. When the results were published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in 2014, they were really good. And that led Penn to invest in the creation of the center. And that's also when we got funding from the Innovation Center. Right. Because that was a really pivotal moment. We knew the program worked. We knew it was effective. Um, but the team at the time didn't necessarily have the expertise or the resources to think about how do you take something that's been tested and proven and package it up, if you will, so that it can be easily disseminated nationally and that you don't lose all those best practices. And that's what the Innovation Center was really able to help us with. And and I heard the Innovation Center described basically as being like a venture capitalist, correct? I think in a lot of ways, that's an apt comparison. For sure, they are interested in allocating resources to ideas that have like promise and potential. Um, And then the other thing that they're really, really expert at is having the right team on their side be able to support promising programs like ours and really help us think about what's the right business case, what are the tools and technology needed, really the expertise and everything from data infrastructure to business analytics to help an organization like ours think about um, dissemination and scale. How much expansion, just going back, Evelyn, to the original idea and doing it here in West Philadelphia, how much expansion was there even within that idea itself? Like just the different neighborhoods here outside the University of Pennsylvania moving from, from one set of streets to another, because in many cases, some of the same issues may be affecting people two or three blocks over as an area where they were being serviced a couple of years ago. 
Yeah, so um, in terms of geography, you know, we work um, in West and Southwest Philadelphia zip codes. Um, and for now, that's where our program will probably stay um, because that's where we're based. Um, but we have expanded throughout the health system. So we're now in all of the um, Penn Medicine hospitals. Um, we're in sure. several outpatient clinics. Um, we had a, a new clinic that we integrated into just within the last year. Um, and we're looking to grow, you know, our program also um, locally to other um, health providers. So. Um, yeah, I think it, it, you know, there, like Joe was mentioning, there's continued interest in how community health workers can solve some of these problems that traditional health care um, hasn't had great solutions to. And um, it's exciting to, you know, see our program um, really just uh, have the opportunity to to spread our good work. What has been what have been some of the reactions that you've gotten from some of the people that that you've helped? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, you know the, the the smiles and obviously the benefits that they get from from either having a better lifestyle or you know a a being able to recognize something that they should go see a doctor on there's a variety of probably ailments that people are just just thrilled that maybe they hadn't had before yeah absolutely i mean it is i am inspired every day you know to to come into work and to um, hear the stories from the patients that uh, my community health workers um, are working alongside. Um, you know, and it's interesting because, yes, we definitely see people completely turn their health around. But I think some of the, you know, most inspirational moments are someone who said, I hadn't left my house, you know, in months, um, whether that's because of um, mental health or um, just that they had kind of lost their, their drive and having a community health worker, someone who's able to you know, go to their home and, and take the time um, to listen to them and to really understand who they are um, can completely change that for somebody. And you bring up an interesting point, and, and I was thinking more of the, the straight medical aspect of it, but there's so many different aspects that people can be helped with. Mental health, obviously, being one of them, mm -hmm. probably addiction, uh, you know, being another one as well. But there's probably a, a wide range of other ones also, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the, the most powerful elements of our program and community health workers in general is um, they're not stuck to just one role. They're not just navigators. They're not just case managers. Um, they meet with a person. They learn about what that person needs and they fill that role, you know, whether that's um, meeting them to work out at the YMCA, whether it's <laughs> sitting on their porch and being a shoulder to cry on. Um, whether it's helping them reconnect with a long lost family member, you know, they just do such meaningful work. And that for so many people is the first step to them reclaiming their health. Um, they can't manage their diabetes until they take care of this issue that's really weighing on them. And that's where we start with them. And I guess, Jill, that for, uh, for part, when you're talking about the expansion, that's that's where the interest really adds in because you're, you're talking about reaching people in a variety of, of different ways. And it, it, it's seeing these these cases firsthand and how these lives are being changed here in West Philadelphia that is the spur to be able to take this to other communities around the United States. Exactly. And one of the things that we've done actually to help spur that dissemination is to actually produce um, documentary style footage of our community health workers working with patients in their homes, at the gym, in the clinic. Um, one of the things that's really important in terms of training other community health workers and supervisors across the country is for them to really understand the essence of the work, how you have that conversation between a community health worker and patient, as Evelyn talked about, to elicit the most important things that are going on in a patient's life, how you develop meaningful and measurable goals so that you can yeah. achieve the things that are most important to patients. So we filmed our community health workers to help other organizations really 
have that aha moment. And mm-hmm. then those um, those approaches to working with patients are backed up by really high quality interview guides and other things that community health workers can use. For organizations that may be listening to us around the United States, best way to be able to find out more is through the website, which is where? It's chwcommunityhealthworker.upenn.edu. Great meeting you. Thank you for coming in. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.